This morning, we're going to be reading from 1 Samuel 17. So if you want to turn there with me. And then before we start reading from there, I just want to give you a little bit of background. Um, So we know from from 1 Samuel that Saul was appointed king over the Israelites, but he quickly became disobedient to the Lord. And so the Lord was no longer with him. And so then God instructs Samuel to anoint a new king. He sends him to Bethlehem, to the line of Jesse. Now Jesse brings out seven of his sons. He parades them in front of Samuel, and Samuel's sitting here looking at all these young men going, well, he might make a good king. He might too. And every time the Lord says, nope, he's not our king. And so seven of his sons go before Samuel. And Samuel looks at Jesse and he says, do you have any other sons? And Jesse is says, well, David's in the field. The youngest is in the field tending the sheep. So Samuel says, bring him down. I want to see him. And so when Samuel sees David, the Lord goes, that's our king. And so Samuel anoints David with oil. And the spirit of the Lord comes very powerfully upon David. And from that moment on, David is known as a person who has the Lord with him always. Now if we go back to Saul... The spirit of the Lord has left Saul, and now he's being tormented by another spirit. And so David is eventually brought in to play the liar for Saul, to calm him. And that's, how, that's what brings Saul and David together. Now, if we look at chapter 17 in 1 Samuel, we see that the Israelites are about to go into battle against the Philistines. They're both sitting on top of hills, facing each other in battle. The only problem is, the Philistines have a really intimidating guy. We have Goliath, the Philistine champion, this man who stands almost 10 feet tall, and he's clothed in heavy bronze armor, just a very intimidating sight. And every day, for 40 days, he comes out and he issues a challenge to Israel. So if you look at verse 8, Goliath stood and he shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistine said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. Now, on hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. So every morning and every evening, this giant came out and he issued his challenge against the armies of Israel until David arrives. You see, Jesse sent his youngest son to go check on his three oldest boys, to check on them and to bring them food. And so when David arrives, he hears Goliath's challenge. He hears this man try to defy the armies of God. And so then he's summoned by Saul. And when he reaches Saul, David says to him, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. The shepherd boy is about to face the giant. But Saul doubts David, and he says, you can't possibly face this giant. Goliath's been a warrior since he was young, and and you're just a shepherd boy. You're so young yourself. But David explains to him, I've been a shepherd. I've defended my sheep. I've protected them. 
I faced lions and bears. I fought them and killed them and rescued my sheep from their mouths. I've defended my sheep against these predators. Now the Lord has always protected me from the paws of lions and bears, so why would it be any different with this giant? The Lord will protect me from the hand of this Philistine, of this giant. David explains to Saul that Goliath would certainly fall because he has defied the armies of the living God. So then we see in verse 39, Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he wasn't used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over, and he saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. But David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag, taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down onto the ground. David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the sheath. After he killed him, he cut off his head with a sword. David was victorious. I think this is just such an incredibly powerful story that we sometimes kind of overlook. Okay, sure, David, David took down the giant, but when we look at this, this shepherd boy who was not as well equipped as this mighty warrior took him down took him down when the army of Israel was standing behind him cowering, hiding from this giant. David knows exactly who he is fighting for. He knows who's on his side. He knows that he's not standing on that battlefield alone because the Lord is with him. And the, the battle is already won. The giant is already defeated because the battle belongs to the Lord. A shepherd boy's weapons can overcome those of a Philistine warrior. So this morning, I want to kind of break this down a little bit. I want to apply it. And I have three points that I'm going to make this morning. My first point is appearances aren't everything. Our giants aren't always what they appear to be. You see, the enemy is really good 
at what he does. He makes our problems look gigantic. He makes them so much bigger than they probably actually are. He encourages our fears to fester and to grow until they're out of control. Not only does he do this, he also steals our hope and our joy. And he tries to replace it with a crippling sense of fear. He doesn't want us to boldly trust the Lord. He doesn't want us to act the way David did. But we have to face our giants in the same way that David did. David faced Goliath the same way he faced those lions and bears out in the field with his sheep. He faced them knowing that the Lord was with him, that the Lord would protect him. Now David trusted the Lord completely, and that's the same thing we have to do. It doesn't matter how big our giants might seem. It doesn't matter that David was the underdog. It doesn't matter that he was the youngest of eight boys, that he was only a shepherd boy. It doesn't matter that he had lesser weapons. It didn't matter that he was just a boy and not an experienced warrior like Goliath. It didn't even matter that Goliath didn't take him seriously. We know know Goliath taunted him. Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? This is funny, coming from the man who didn't really move to protect himself, didn't really do much. He died pretty quickly in this fight. (laughs) David ran at him and threw the stone, and it was done. So appearances aren't everything. Our giants aren't always what they seem to be. My second point, don't do it on your own. Don't face your giants on your own. You know, we see in the, in the story that, that Saul was trying to help David. He dressed him like a warrior. He put his own armor upon him. And David recognized that in that moment, that probably wasn't the right thing to do. That wasn't trusting the Lord. He could have taken the armor as extra protection, but he wouldn't have been able to fight in the same way that he had fought in the fields. He wouldn't have been able to defend his sheep if he had been wearing armor like that. He had to trust the Lord in the same way that he had when he was in the fields, facing the lions and bears. So I encourage you, when you're facing a giant, don't do it on your own. Take what the Lord has given you. Take what he has provided for you and face your giants with him. Walk with him in everything. Lean upon him. Trust that he's provided exactly what you need. Because if you try to go it alone, if you try to tell God, no, I've got this one, you just, you stay there and I'll, I'll face this one, you're probably not going to come out victorious. And things are going to be a lot easier with the Lord on your side. So our giants aren't always what they seem. Appearances aren't everything. Don't face them on your own. And my last point it be, is be strong and courageous in the face of your giants. And this is a verse I've talked about several times. It's one that's very dear to me. And it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. This is how David approached life. This is how he approached life after he was anointed by Samuel. He refused to be afraid or even discouraged because he truly trusted that the Lord would be with him every step of the way. Even when his circumstances seemed impossible, he still chose to trust. You think about before he went into that battle, he's watching this whole army of experienced warriors cower and hide. 
because this giant is issuing a challenge. Come fight me, and if I die, we'll become your servants. But if you die, you'll be our servants. He listened to this challenge over and over while these armies are hiding. But the shepherd boy decided to stand tall. He grabbed his usual tools. He grabbed his staff, his sling, and five stones and put them in his bag. And he approached this giant. David knew the Philistine was better equipped physically, but David had an advantage. David was fighting in the name of the Lord. And I love David's response. He speaks so strongly and so courageously to this giant. You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. He knows who he's fighting for. He knows exactly who's on his side. He's not standing on that battlefield on his own. He's got the Lord right there with him. And he tells him, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I'll strike you down and cut off your head. We have to have the same trust in God that David had. We can trust him even when our problems seem like giants that are so much better equipped for battle than we are. We can trust him when our problems seem to outnumber us, when they seem to surround us. We can trust him when our problems seem to terrify us and make us want to hide. Because I can reassure you, none of your problems are too big, too scary, or too well-equipped to scare the Lord away from your side. He will stand with you through everything. You need only trust that he'll be right there and lean upon him. Be strong and courageous as you face your giants. And take your strength and your courage from the presence of the Lord. You know, as I was preparing for this, I, just, I kept thinking about Joshua 1.9. I've told you it's, it's a very important verse to me. And it represents one of the biggest giants I had ever faced. Or at least at 19 years old, it was one of the biggest giants I had ever faced. Now thinking about it, it was a little silly at the time. But, you know, when I went off to college, that was terrifying. It was the biggest thing I had ever done at that point in my life. At 19 years old, I was about to pick up and move and, and go to a city where I didn't know anyone and, and to a big city when I'd, I'd lived my entire life in small towns like Fairmont. And when I was there, I was, I was there for about a week. I think it was about a week before I called my mom and I said, I don't know if I can do this. I, I'm terrified. I don't know what to do here. I had forgotten some very important things. Suddenly I was thinking, I'm standing here alone. I don't know anyone. I forgot about all the people I had at home that were cheering me on, that were encouraging me because I was standing in a place where I didn't know anyone. I was terrified. My giant seemed too big, seemed too big to face, too big to battle. And I had absolutely no strength and no courage in me at that moment. But partway through, I had someone come up to me at a prayer meeting. Someone who would later become a friend. And she said, I think the Lord has a verse for you. She goes, I just want to share this. And, and so she read Joshua 1.9 to me. Be strong and courageous. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. For the Lord will go with you wherever you go. 
That was the turning point. That's what made me call mom back and say, no, I'm not going to go home. This giant can be faced. This giant can be defeated. Because I had forgotten those three things. My giant seemed way bigger and way scarier at the beginning. College turned out to be a, an incredible adventure, an incredible thing, something I, if I could go back, I would go and do it again. It wasn't as big as it seemed. I had also forgotten that I was not facing it alone. I had the Lord right there with me. I had, had forgotten that he was going through this journey with me, that he was there supporting me, that I had a support system at home that was cheering me on. And with that verse, I gained strength and courage. It was one of the best verses. That's why I hold on to it so dearly. Because anytime something scares me, anytime something's new and terrifying, I cling to that. Be strong and courageous. It was a great reminder. And I thought it was a great reminder for today, too. That battle might have seemed small, but it was at, at 19, it was the biggest one I had faced. But the Lord was with me.